everybody. Welcome back to Going for Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. And my name is Hunter Two. And man, Mississippi State baseball is just fun right now. It is fun. It is fun. We had a moment. We had one week like this in uh, Mississippi State football. So hopefully uh, this isn't this isn't the same <laughs> uh, thing. I wish you wouldn't say that. But uh, we are having a lot of fun right now. Uh, watching good baseball. Not watching the other teams score a lot of runs. Yeah. Or any at all. Yeah, none at all. So, and, and you know how you just talked about how we used to have some good weekends for Mississippi State football. Yesterday, KJ tweeted out high on optimism. And I really wanted to say, yeah, KJ, we all were. Ooh, <laughs> wow. But I was optimistic that he was going to get a statue after our Heisman in the I'm, National Championship. You know, I'm glad that... Hot takes. Hot all takes exist. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to start this off. No, no Friday morning motivation because it's it's Saturday. It's um, Saturday. So I'm going to start with some Saturday baseball critique. Just some things that I see in the baseball community that just really grind my gears, if you will. So um, when a pitcher has thrown not like complete innings, so it's like five and two thirds innings. When a stat sheet says 5.2 innings, 0.2 is not two thirds. 0.2 is one fifth. And you can't really throw a fifth of an inning because that just doesn't make sense. So let's let's fix that. Let's do better. Um, let's just put two thirds if we if we're talking about two outs. Uh, another thing is when talking about RBIs, do you say RBIs? Do you say RBI? Ribbies. Ribbies, if you will, runs batted ends. Um, so when I'm, I'll just clear up what I do when I when I'm talking about RBIs. When I'm saying it, I put an S at the end because I'm not a psychopath. And then when I'm writing it, I'll just put RBI because mm-hmm. I think that looks And then better. the person, when they read it in their mind, they'll say RBIs. Or ribbies. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That's, like all, that's all I got. Those are two things that just I notice and uh, I just think we need to do better. I can agree with that. And as you all know, we weren't here yesterday morning or Thursday morning. Yeah. But because we weren't here, we got to watch last night's game. Yeah. And we're going to touch on that a little bit later. But first... You want to talk about Kent State series? Absolutely. So, started off that game, started off the series on Friday night, looking like we normally do. Uh, just give up a couple early runs, but then have one big inning that just shoots us to the top. And then our bullpen, um, it can't be touched, yeah. especially by a team like Kent State. Uh, Brandon who, Smith is so good. Brandon Smith is very, very, very good. Uh, we we came into that weekend thinking that Kent State was a very good hitting team, and for the first two de- games they really were. Uh, especially on Saturday, they touched Eric Santola. That, I mean, he he couldn't do anything, and I think got chased in the second or third inning. Um, but come Sunday, wearing the Sunday blacks, I'm sitting there. Gets to the sixth inning, we still have a perfect game going. Jackson Fristo pitching the game of his life. Uh, gets taken out. Landon Sims comes in, and uh, the perfect game ends, but a no hitter continues, mm-hmm. and and we finish the game with a no. Good job, Blaine, taking an error for the team. He did it on purpose. Yeah, he I mean, knew he wasn't going to make the throw. It was tough, so he just uh, yeah let it get out of his glove. And it was definitely an error. I mean, it wasn't any home cooking on the on the stat sheet. So, uh, but great play by Landon in yeah. the game too. So he he did make up for ruining a perfect game. <laughs> but but and we walked the next guy. So but man, and that has just I. I I think that had a lot to do with what's happened this past week. It just set this thing in motion where our pitching will not give up a run. Yeah. We've got four straight shutouts for the first time since 1909, and that is unbelievable to say. I feel like we also need to talk about a man who we didn't know before that game. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've said his name a couple times already. Lane Forsyth. 
the last time we were with you guys, did not know that he existed. Nope. Didn't. True true freshman shortstop. Uh, Cameron James has moved over to third. Um, really fitting in well there. Yeah. Doesn't mm-hmm. overthink things. Just Very reactionary, and he's still hitting really well. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, who was at third? Landon Jordan, no longer on the team. So it was a quick turnaround. Uh, Three games and you're out. Cam I... moving to third. Landon Jordan moving to the dugout, now moving on from the program. Our career 100% fielding percentage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not here anymore. So I'm not really sure about that. Not really going to get into it. But um, We Lynch, wish him well wherever he goes. Absolutely. If he transfers, great. If he's done with baseball, oh well. Yeah. But um, Lane Forsyth is our new shortstop and already getting some – I know Jake Mangum is not a shortstop, but he's already getting some uh, some comparisons to just that, that spark in the offense like Jake. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what happens when you bat 538 through your first four games. Yeah, I mean, he is unreal. I, I think he's got a few three, four-hit games already. Um, almost hit his first home run last night, Friday night. Uh, but, man, this I mean, dude. I'm excited to watch him. This more. dude is awesome. Um, another thing that we got out of the series, Bedner's back. Um, remember when I was like, yeah, Bedner's going to come into relief in Friday game. Guarantee uh, that's not going to He pitched in relief and then got a start against Grambling. Um which I guess we'll mention that game in a minute. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, started, got two really good innings, and then yeah. that was it for him. So I'm not sure what the process is going to look like, but Lamonis has just said that they're just trying to wean him back into this this being a starter thing mm-hmm. if if he's needed. Yeah, if Sarantola is good, like... If Sarantola is what we think he could be, then there's no there's no room for Bedner or yeah. Houston I mean, Harding. You, you can't drop Fristo right now. No, I mean, he's on top of the world. And... and <laughs> Yeah, and McLeod. <laughs> when he's on, he's on. I mean, I, I walked b- behind the MLB scouts bench that's right behind the plate last night, and there are scouts with radar guns like filling the entire bench. Mm-hmm. I saw Orioles, Mariners, Braves, all looking at one guy, yeah. and that's that's really awesome. And talking about that, um, on to the midweek game, yeah. Fedner start. I haven't seen the scout booth that full in a while. Yeah. Like, Bedner hype must be absolutely real. Because, I mean, you, you have to believe that's who it was for because who it else? was against Grambling. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not really sure how many prospects were in that game. Um, I mean, could be looking at a guy like Tanner Allen. I'm not really sure, but Bedner, Bedner was yeah. who they had their eye on for sure. For them to have that many at Grambling, but, like, three at ULL? Nah. Yeah. I don't know. That Grambling game, Pedner absolutely showed out in his outing. Mm-hmm. Uh, really impressed by him. Let first hit up, but you know that was just a little bit of an ambush. Yeah, <laughs> like first first batter after a no hitter, it's got to they have to get a hit, yeah, right? You know how this works. You can't. I mean, that's too much pressure to put on our team at that point. <laughs> yeah, but we ended up shutting them out. And yeah, so yeah. That gave us three straight shutouts. That was the first time since Ron Polk's first year at Mississippi State, nineteen seventy six, I believe. Uh, and then the fourth straight shutout, like I said, took us back to 1909. So that was way before the modern yeah. era of baseball. And then in the ULL game, Houston Harding. Oh, my gosh. That was Great a great game. I mean, five innings, I think eight eight strikeouts. Does this weird little double pump of the hips. Yeah. Uh, that, I don't know. He got called for one balk that moved a runner to third. Gave us our first little scare of, like, maybe this third straight shutout's not going to happen. And then gets the strikeout on a high fastball and just... Flexes on the umpire. It was, it was some fun times. I, I just I like Hootie. <laughs> yeah, I, I know Lamonis has mentioned that he's not a huge fan of just the, the, the passion when it's directed to another team or an umpire. But that just that fires me. Up. Yeah, I, I like it. <laughs> I, like I like a pitcher that can do that. Okay, know? and and now 
we're on to the Eastern Michigan game, man. We watched last night's game, and yeah, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> McLeod is back. I, I know it's against Eastern Michigan. I, I don't know how well they hit. They, they've played like six games so far, but... Yeah. So in five innings, uh, Christian McLeod got 11 Ks, gave up one hit. I'm not sure that he walked anybody, and uh, just, just was in command from start mm-hmm. to finish. Um, there was one ball that was hit pretty hard uh, to left field, but I mean, left center ballpark. maybe. It was a pretty deep park. Held it. <laughs> yeah, pretty deep part of the park, so uh, held it there, and we were able to get our four straight shutout with Which a is big help from him. Crazy. But yeah, that game we got to see a lot of guys get a lot of at bats. Got a lot of at bats. Got a lot of bullpen. But let's look at these uh, guys who came in and pinch hit. So you have a guy like uh, Kite McDonald is somebody that the nation's uh, or or at least our eyes are on right now because he's had four at bats at Mississippi State, three hits, all of them doubles. <laughs> that's just I mean that's it's just take like I, I think on the broadcast last night that's just a classic example of taking advantage of your opportunities mm-hmm. because right now it's looking like left field could be one of those revolving door positions yeah, for us. Yeah, that where, in first base, I guess. Yeah, where, I mean, it could be Brad Cumbus, Drew McCowan, Kite McDonald. I mean, mm-hmm. he's inserting his name right there. If his defense is good enough, you could see him start and yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Uh, another one of those is first base. Like last night we saw Brandon Pimentel come in, mm-hmm. and um, I th- did he get a hit? No, he yeah. got walked. He got, yeah, he got walked. Okay, so in he the, in the big yeah. walk inning. <laughs> there was a stretch where uh, Eastern Michigan had twenty eight pitches, twenty six of them were balls. That was uh, probably one of the loudest ovations of the night. Was when they finally got a <laughs> got a strike and. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, then you got a guy like Braylon Skinner who uh, we, we yeah he walked um and then kite the double scored from first yeah loudest the park was the whole night yeah that that's really that crazy. was electric I I really like to see Braylon get more at bats uh I know he's coming off of an injury I, I know it must have felt something last night but yeah. didn't strike out. Yeah, it's I mean, scored. you got he—he he was one of those guys that in spring ball, like in the or I guess fall ball in the fall World Series, he was a guy that you were thinking could be that starting left fielder, mm-hmm. and then a hand injury has just limited him a lot. But um, Lamona said he wasn't supposed to get more than or wasn't supposed to even get two at bats in the game, but because this inning of just, <laughs> just let's take a round trip around the bases, um, he he got two at bats and was able to do well in both. Yeah, so. Another guy, Case Garner, is a name that we keep hearing. Uh, he had one at bat, I think walked and scored a run, another in that that walking inning. But That was such a weird inning. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know we mentioned first base kind of being another revolving door position. And it's hard to believe that Josh Hatcher might not be the starting first baseman because, I mean, you've been hearing his name since 2018. I mean, yeah. he's, uh, he's, he's a big part of that lineup. When he, when he makes contact, it's usually a good hit. He's going to hustle. If he'll get infield hits, stretch singles into doubles. He'll steal bases, but I mean he is batting um, in the two hundreds, and mm-hmm. you have to think like maybe a guy like Brandon Pimentel could could come in there and, and hit yeah. for more power. I'd really like to see if Brad could play first. Yeah, it, it seems like he could. He I mean, he's looks five. like a first baseman. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I mean you got Hatcher who's like this wiry, skinny guy, kind of <laughs> like me, I guess. Uh, and then Brad, I mean he's just he's huge he's a football player yeah. and um he looks like he could, he could be a first baseman and um onto our pitching for that game mcleod we already know great through five innings yeah. brandon smith came in two strikeouts in an inning great yeah. and riley self came in let up two hits i mean he i was thinking the, the shutout was the fourth straight shutout was not going to happen at but, that but point, you know but... riley got out of it and Absolutely. then parker stinnett came in and 
that that performance was electric. Yeah. Uh, the difference between his fastball and his changeup was like 11 to 12 miles per hour. Uh, made, made two batters look stupid. Yeah. He's, he's a guy that I, I think was kind of looked over early in the year. Uh, he was considered to be one of those guys who could be the third starter for the mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, got some contact tracing and wasn't able to travel to Texas. So Fristo jumped at the opportunity. I'm honestly glad. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Parker Stinnett. Throws 96 miles an hour. He's a he's a junior transfer from uh, a JUCO, um, so we'll see him next year, and he could be in the rotation. But right now, I think he's just a, on the long list of really good bullpen arms for us. Yeah, so. um, and I think that wraps it up for the Friday game for us. Yeah. So, on to today's game. The biggest question has to be Sarantola. Yeah, I mean, if he can have a kind of like this resurrection, kind of like McLeod had last night, where he just comes back and does exactly what we're expecting him to have mm-hmm. done um it's it's going to be huge because yeah. we'll have a rotation set that will travel into sec play and that i'm going to be really confident in yeah if, if we can have three long relievers in landon sims brandon smith and will bedner i mean bedner being a guy who at the beginning of the year was supposed to be an mlb prospect as a starter and he doesn't even crack your top three I mean that's unreal. And then we have Kessler and Harding as well, like who could start and and Stinnett. Yeah. <laughs> like, this... and then you get into like classic middle relievers. You've got um, Xavier Lovett, Stone Simmons, Casey Hunt, Preston Johnson. Who we saw him against Lafayette, mm-hmm. and he threw like ninety six miles an hour. I mean yeah. he was blowing the ball past people, and um, I mean it's it's unreal. We're looking at the list right now of pitchers and. We're having to scroll down because we can't even see them all. Like it's 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 unbelievable. One thing I do wish we kind of had was another closer. Like uh, I kind of wish that we would make Lovett a closer. Maybe like yeah. doesn't feel like we're gonna use him a lot in middle relief because we have eighteen guys right there. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I mean, Xavier, throws ninety seven. Uh, Xavier Lovett. I mean, throws high nineties <laughs> and has a curveball that just drops off the table. I mean, having I mean, someone next to Spencer Price that could go in as a closer would be... Yeah, and we've seen on message boards Xavier Lovett gets a bad rap because of one unfortunate inning against Tulane. Yeah. He came in and got two outs, I think. Yeah, he got one out, and then the second out was an error. Yeah. And then... Yeah, it was, uh, that was when Cameron James was at shortstop and just not... It was just in his own head. Yeah. And so, obviously, Xavier Lovett's ERA is going to pay for it. Yeah. And, um, or maybe his ERA because it might not have been an earned run, but... People's people's perception of him. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I think he could be really good because you think of a guy like Cole Gordon had a sweeping curveball and had and threw low nineties and mm-hmm. was a shutdown closer. Yeah, I can't imagine somebody who has control throwing ninety six. Honestly, I, other than like two pitches all year, Zay's had great control. Yeah. It just really depends on if it if his if he's there mentally. May not be good out of the stretch. Yeah, and he <laughs> <laughs> that could honestly be it. Yeah, and we just don't know. We haven't seen him in a very clutch situation, so yeah. we don't know if if he's there mentally. But he's shown us that. I mean, he could be. Yeah, I'd I'd love to see it. There's tons of guys in here that I'd also love to see in that same position. Yeah. That being said, though, Spencer Price is is our guy as a closer, I guess, but we saw him against Tulane in a big situation. Give up a home run. Not saying that's going to happen every time. Tulane was a was a very opportunistic team and yeah. took advantage of an error. Um, so, who knows? Yeah. You, you, it's times like this you're kind of missing Cole Gordon, but it's kind of selfish to say that because of the list that we're looking at right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we just need a 24th in there right yeah. now. Um, I was looking last night at our pitching staff. Uh, we haven't pitched one guy. And some freshmen, so that's oh sponged. 
they have pitched 23 pitchers right now, and that's the most in program history by three. Um, 2017. And we still have another one that yeah. we could. 20, 2017, we pitched 20 pitchers all season, and we are in it's March, and we've already broken that record. Uh, so That's wild. <laughs> okay. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, so what do you think about our lineup? Uh, we've talked about how our two kind of revolving door positions are left field and maybe first base. Um, so... Like, we, we have some options at either of them. Yeah. Um, and I think... Actually, I have this on my phone. Let me pull this up real okay. quick. So, one thing that has changed since the last time we talked to you guys also, uh, there was a question from Nathan Taylor. Should Scotty be the leadoff guy? And he has since become the leadoff that guy. That is by far the best suggestion we've ever had on this show. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're going to say that Nathan spoke that into existence, and we're going we're gonna to take credit right there with him. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so Friday night against Kent State, was just a really lackluster performance from us offensively and starting pitching. And uh, after that game, it's like Lamonis just decided to switch everything up. I mean, mm-hmm. he put Forsyth in the lineup, switched Cam to third, put Scotty as the leadoff batter, and it has worked to perfection since then. Yeah, we, we've has. put up double-digit uh, runs twice since then, and obviously we haven't given up a run. So We're lava right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it seems like our three big options at left field would be Brad, Kai, and McGowan. Mm-hmm. Which one of those would you take? Um, I know Kite has just been unbelievable, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm putting Brad out there. Okay. Defensively, because there are I think you said there are some questions about Kite's defense, and we've seen Brad rob home runs. Yeah. I think he can dive and move a little and, bit. Yeah. Okay, and then at first base we have Pimentel. I think Colin Clark could play it because you know he's six four and kind of also looks like a first baseman yeah once he's healthy i'd like to see if he can play there and then hatch all reliable yeah uh which one of those would you like to see right there um i'm gonna stick with hatch for right now Mm -hmm. like i said he's batting uh somewhere around mid mid 200s so i mean you're gonna have guys not not everybody in your team he's batting that right now and yeah it's no question just yeah i mean stick it out we've seen hatcher go through an entire sec season and stay in the lineup so I figure he's there to stay but I would like to see a guy like Pimentel uh, get some pinch hit appearances at least yeah uh I'd like to see Kellum once he's uh not injured uh, yeah. I know he's going through a little bit of health stuff right now but uh, he did he did get one start against I think Jackson State first yeah. home game and uh he might have started as the DH but yeah, he's um, DH. And he didn't get a hit but he's still just a he looks like a ball player yeah he does <laughs> um so the our midweek this week is Samford. Yeah, only have one game this week, and we saw Samford in the Tallahassee Regional, the the magical run to Omaha where McNamee hit the walk off against Florida State. We played Stanford the next day after that and beat them ten to nine. Since then, I think they're still pretty consistent tournament team, and uh, I don't expect anything different this year. Uh, they're probably uh, it's it's going to be a win. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't think we're going to lose Can you a midweek. Trust Houston Harden that much. I don't think we're going to lose a midweek with the um, our midweek starters possibly being weekend starters. <laughs> I hope we don't lose one of those, but you know, yeah, anything I mean, could happen. Um, it'll be another good win. Uh, hopefully, we keep on skyrocketing up. Um, yeah. Vandy's playing Oklahoma State right now. Yeah. I mean, and one thing that we see about Vandy, I mean, I know it's looking too far ahead, but I mean, their bullpen is getting touched. Mm-hmm. Um, They're starting pitching. 
is not. Yeah, their starting pitching is unreal. They have possibly the number one and number two overall picks in the draft pitching for them right now. That's Kumar so Rocker stupid. and Jack Leader. Um, but if you can if you can get them into their bullpen, it seems. Yeah, and something uh, looking at another top team in the SEC, Arkansas. They have great pitching. Close games all the time. Great hitting. But they are taking, I mean, some smaller teams are taking them to extra innings. I get baseball is weird, but it's like they have it. They're they're behind until the ninth inning, and then Mm -hmm. they make these comebacks. They're not doing that to our bullpen. Uh, At least we hope not. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I I, I think our bullpen is better than um, Southeastern Missouri State and (laughs) Louisiana Louisiana Tech. Tech. So... I'm not saying that we get an early lead. We're not really known to do that against good quality teams. But if we do, uh, I really do trust our pitching to, yeah. to keep us in those games. Um, one thing I did see on the message boards is uh, they're expected to announce a 100% uh, capacity for the Arkansas game. That's going to be unreal. Okay, so that's a top three matchup. <laughs> Maybe top two. Um, depending on what the number for capacity is, is that another top ten attendance? Even in COVID, twenty twenty one, I think COVID's gonna gonna make it drop a little bit because they're they're not gonna let. I mean, there's still gonna be a limit on student tickets. I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure, honestly. They're opening up general admission even more. I I, I have no clue. It. I'm not saying it's gonna be a wreck. I'm saying it's would not it going be? to be. In would a normal it... in a in a normal year, yes, it would be. I mean, yeah. number one Arkansas coming in undefeated, and we go in there. Yeah, sweeping them. We're gonna we're gonna be <laughs> Friday and Saturday might both be. Um, Dude, it, I don't it, know. Fridays would, are weird. Saturday it would, would be crazy be. if it ended up being an attendance record during COVID. Yeah, uh, I, I, I just, just thought I just about wish that, last that night. Um, in the next couple of years we could get Arkansas out of the top ten uh, <laughs> attendance list and just be completely Duty yeah, Noble Field straight down because they had some game against South Carolina a few years ago that snuck in there, but. Um, still, the Stanford game. That was fun. That was that was that's, a good one. That was, a that was electric. That was electric. <laughs> Feels good. Yep, sure does. So, we had a lot of content today, just uh, because we a lot's happened since the last time we saw y'all. Mm-hmm. So uh, that actually does well for us because we have very limited Instagram questions. We did get one from uh, Brooks Taylor that we've answered a little bit, but the question was just. Has our staff figured it out yet? And I'm assuming that's about the pitching staff. Yeah. And that is a little bit to be determined. Today's a big question. I bet. Today will, I'm not going to say seal it because Eastern Michigan is not the same as LSU. It's not the same as Arkansas. Yeah, Saren Toll's head's weird. Maybe it is. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe the color of the jersey that he's throwing to. Like, I don't know. As, as a correlation. Uh, we don't know. Sorry. Sorry. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, I, I I would like to say that McLeod's game yesterday does a lot for that for that staff, um, but who knows? Well, starters just came out. Okay, looks oh. like we're running the same lineup. Ooh, Cumbus is starting. Oh, Cumbus is starting at left. Okay, I love Forsyth being the nine hole hitter <laughs> on this team. Yeah, Forsyth being the nine hole hitter just lets you have like another leadoff hitter, like batting ninth right now. Uh, it's just this that's is, that's fun to see. This is crazy. But Brad Cumbest and Drew McCowan, we've seen that for the most part this year. Just them kind of switching back and forth, depending on if uh, there's a right-handed pitcher or left-handed pitcher throwing, because uh, Cumbest bats from the right side, McCowan from the left. Uh, so if he gets the start today, I'm assuming that means we're Ooh, having a left-handed pitcher. Hancock's a uh, catcher. They swap Ooh. the catchers up. Okay. Okay. 
We see that in midweeks a lot. Uh, Logan Tanner just taking a break from behind the behind the dish because yeah, it's hard throwing 98s all the he, time from he, your knees. He takes a beating back there. <laughs> I mean, having to throw over to third base after 11 strikeouts. Also, is, would you like to see Sarantola knocking him off the backstop? <laughs> uh, you know, maybe Hancock's gonna, just better at getting him off the backstop. Maybe so. I mean, he's spiking curveballs probably. He's, he's going to hurt, hurt his chest a little bit. Yeah, we got to get up fast, son. Yeah. Yeah, uh, poor Sarantola. But man, that, so that was uh, some. Did that just happen? We were just able to see the starting lineup for today. We're excited okay. about that. And yeah. um, I'm really excited to watch this game. Uh, I think it's going to be a great time. Yeah. If Sarantola's good, all things in life will be fantastic. Yeah. And it's series like this against a team like Eastern Michigan. Obviously, it's not the the highest quality opponent. It's not going to help your RPI that much, if at all. Uh, but. Having McLeod and Sarantola be able to gain confidence in this series moving forward to next weekend against LSU is the reason that you have series like this. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's like, why do you play South Alabama in football? Because you know you're going to win. Oh. If Dan Mullen hadn't worn shorts that game. <laughs> no, but um, all right. I think that's all we have today. Dude, and you know what's coming up fast? What's that? Spring football. Or. We're about to have a little bit of content. Yeah, I'm on, excited about that. On our most bipolar sport. Yeah, and also Super Bulldog Weekend came out uh, with the dates for it. Do you want to talk about the Alabama game yesterday in basketball? Okay, all I'm saying is that we were down 47-19 to 19 at halftime. Uh, great win against Kentucky. Finally beat Calipari, got over the hump, and then that helped a completely lot. fell off the hill after that. But... Uh, Alabama is Howland still here next year? Alabama might be a number one seed in the tournament. Uh, I'm I'm pulling for them actually because that is some of the most fun basketball I've watched in mm-hmm. a very long time. Dude, could you imagine if we hired a coach that was like a little bit of a question and not like? Oh, so you, I, I would so much rather be a bottom feeder than be a number one seed in the tournament oh, or a number okay. two seed. Yeah, okay, so. I understand. Yeah, I understand how that feels. <laughs> it, it only makes sense. I don't know why you'd want to compete. Guarantee Howland will be here next year. Uh, I don't think Cohen is going to fire somebody in COVID year. As weird as that sounds, I'm not sure that... Dude, we'd have a whole new coaching staff and everything. <laughs> yeah, because if Mike Leach didn't get the axe when the uh, fan base was calling for it, I don't think Howland will either. Nah, we didn't have enough money for that. I wonder how much we owe Howland. Probably too much to do anything to him. <sighs> sports. I'm glad they're back. Yeah, I am too. I miss sports a lot. Yeah. Baseball's fun. I'm starting to kind of understand it. I mean, you're you're not making spreadsheets yet, but you're definitely uh, you got some lists coming up, yeah. some potential lineups and everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying trying to just think about some things. All right, so that's all we have for today. Uh, like we always say, if you have any questions throughout the week, even because um, we really do need some Instagram questions, don't wait for us to to prompt you with the Instagram uh, post. But just if you have any questions throughout the week, if you see another no-hitter and you're wondering, hey, is that a big deal? (laughs) Yes, it's a big deal. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. But if you have any questions, please let us know. And please keep on listening. We love to uh, bring this content to you guys. And uh, we'll see you back next time. Thanks. I said we'll see you back next time. And we don't ever see these people. our listener from japan we've never seen him or her why does it tell us that why would it tell us their gender oh it does how dare we assume (laughs)